Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. You've made it to Thursday, so give yourself a pat on the back. I am your host, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead, and I am joined by my beautiful co-host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. And together, we are Homemaker Chic. And this is the podcast where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. We're here to remind you that you have people, that you're doing a great job, and, you know, that's we all got your I back. think. Yeah. <laughs> All those affirming things she's trying to yep. think of right yep. now that aren't in the, the script. Exactly. <laughs> All the good things. All the good things. How are you this morning? Um, I am really good. It is uh, absolutely beautiful outside. I know I've been mm-hmm. complaining a lot about the rain. So it has lifted and now the grass is like this tall and the weeds are flourishing. But my tulips <laughs> finally uh, blew. I've got like it's just like a riot of. I have limited spring color, but whatever color I have is riotous right now. And it's just fantastic. We're putting down fresh pea gravel and I strung new uh, lights in the trees today, this morning yet, before we sat down and dang, like finally, you know, it's north. I'm north here. It finally feels like it's really spring. It's just beautiful. So, oh, that's a nice way to start the day. Yes. Nice kickoff to the weekend. Yes. Yeah. We're actually going to have company tomorrow evening and just sit outside. And mm-hmm. yeah. One of my favorite parts about when spring comes is that when we have families over, we can send all the kids outside. Yes. You know, we cook food on the grill and like all the kids can just. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. Well, we are excited to be here with you today, listeners. And we have a special guest, the queen really, of Homemaker Chic, because she's the only one who's been, this is her, what, third or fourth time? I don't know. Yes, I think so. Consider her in the circle of friends of Homemaker Chic. We're very excited to talk with Jennifer Scott today about, really, homemaker fashion. What we're wearing, why we're wearing it, Mm -hmm. where we're finding it, what we're doing with it, and why it matters. You know how much I love to talk about clothing. I'm I'm really looking forward to this conversation. If you don't think that clothing is important, I implore you just to hang with us. (laughs) Just give it a listen. Jennifer's so great. I always feel so refreshed after we have a good conversation with her. Yes. Well, I think, you know, you and I sit down to this microphone twice a week and we're trying to encourage ourselves. Like we always say, we're right doing all of this with our listeners, but it's really nice to have someone else come in because then I feel I walk away feeling really encouraged as well. So it'll be a fun one. So before we jump right in, uh, let's pour a glass of wine, shall we? I think we shall. (laughs) Or, you know, in theory, we'll pour a glass of wine. It's still a bit early. We're just like, just cue the wine music. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, girlfriends, we want you to bookmark this page, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Before we enjoy our conversation with Jen today, we do want you to pour a glass with us. And here at Homemaker Chic, we are all about better, not more. And that includes our makeup, our clothing, our pantries, and yes, even our wine cabinets. We'd rather have less of anything, but have the best budget that that our budget can allow. So we invite you to come over for dinner at our house. Pour a glass of a beautiful, vibrant, old world wine from Dry Farm Wines. 
That's right, Shay. Pure natural wine is rare, and getting to enjoy one of these wines is a delectable treat, to be sure. So enjoy a glass, a classy glass of wine, as Shay and I try to dismantle the popular Wino Wednesday, Chardonnay all day wine culture, and pour a glass with us as we dive into today's topic. Dry Farm Wines will deliver wines that are organically grown on small family farms, which also happen to be sugar-free and additive-free. They'll deliver them right to your doorstep. If you're in a state where wine cannot be shipped, you can connect with a local wine retailer and have it shipped there. You can stock your own posh wine pantry with these beautiful wines from around the world. Think of it as a way to experience new places that you've never been before, to taste new regions and flavors, to really enhance your mealtime enjoyment. So whether you like reds or whites or rosés or like me and want all the bubbles, whatever <laughs> classy wine you'd like to enjoy, Dry Farms has you covered. Tap into these living, extraordinary, naturally fermented wines by visiting dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Now, market. Actually, this makes me quite sad because I need everybody to know that I actually had to pull the plug on my Italy trip. Oh, you did? And you didn't tell me that. I actually had to do it. And it makes me think when, you know, these wines so are reflective of the regions. And I fell in love with red wine when I was in Siena backpacking through Italy when I was 21. And it like makes me feel so grateful to be able to have these wines delivered because it is a taste of a place that I love that I don't know if I'll win, I'll see again. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel that because there's a region in France, a particular region that I love. And when I enjoy a bottle, it's just like I'm back there and I have the same thoughts. Will I, will this ever happen again? You know, so it's nostalgic as well as delicious. So what are you sipping today? Okay. I'm not sipping it yet. (laughs) Try to remain kosher. Disclaimer, disclaimer. Disclaimer. (laughs) Um, But we are having company tomorrow evening. And so I do like to start with a little aperitif. A bubbly. Mm-hmm. And so I have this 1701 Brut Nature. Um, it's a Francia Corta. <laughs> That's my best Italian. That's the best Italian you're going to get out of me. Um, but it's a bubbly. So I like to start with that. Yeah. Because I always that like to start nice. with like a little bowl of olives and nuts and, you know, salamis before we eat with a bubbly. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's my signature move. Okay. So what I'd love to do, Shay, in our wine segment is um, get back to a little education. I feel like yes. we, we were good at that in the first couple seasons. And um, there is a little label at the top of your Italian wines for our, our people that are watching the video. Perhaps you've seen this up on the foil. So I'm going to butcher a little bit more Italian as I venture to educate you on this. Okay. Um, this particular wine is an 85% Chardonnay and a 15% Pinot Noir. And it's from the Francia Torta, Torta region in Italy. And this is a DOCG wine. So a lot of times your Italian wines will say DOC or DOCG on the top. And that is a vino ad... Oh, boy. <laughs> Denomiandione. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea what that says. Um, but it's a, it's a controlled origin. So it's this is Italian... Italy's answer to the the France um, France's AOC wine. So it's a very it's a way that the government and um, Vigneron are working together to 
measure the quality of the wine. And the thing about this one, this is a DOCG. It's that's a little bit step a step up from the DOC wine. So it's more stringent. Um, they have to pass an evaluation, analysis, tasting by government by a government licensed committee to actually be bottled with this label. I wish I could pronounce it because that was so it's, really, really it's cool. It's not like a region saying, oh, this is, it's not like how Parmesan cheese nope. has to come from the Parma region. That's no. not what it is. No, the region is that, um, the Francia Corta, but so it's, it's a denominazione. So vino a denominazione di origini controllata are garantita. So they're guaranteeing <laughs> that it's from this, that it's gone through all of this rigmarole. And it's interesting. Um, so you can, you can know that if you get my aunt, she's an Italian aficionado. She's married to an Italian. She calls them doc wines. If you mm-hmm. get a doc wine, it's going to be a good one. If you get a dock wine from Dry Farm, then you know that it doesn't have the extra sugar. It doesn't yes. have the gen- genetically modified yeast, all of that. But interestingly enough, there are only um, 75, 74 Italian DOCG wines. Whoa. So this is pretty exclusive. So this is this is Italy saying, look, this is our best. This is excellent quality. And then I just feel like you've ratcheted it up there knowing that yeah. it's a uh, from a winery that um, Dry Farm approves of. So yeah, so you guys might not know this, but actually, only point zero one percent of the wines that are produced in the whole world meet Dry Farm's standard. Yeah, and there's a lot of different and no standards. American wines. I mean, no it's American incredible. wines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, visit okay. dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic and. Yep. Enjoy a free bottle with your your first order. Yeah. And this is cool. I actually didn't know this until recently, but Dry Farms actually does offer a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you get your wines and you hate them, they will either replace them or they will send you a different bottle to try. So visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic, pour a glass, and let's talk to Jen. Shall we? Okay. Let's do Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are so excited to welcome Jennifer Scott once again to Homemaker Chic. She is the chicest part of Homemaker (laughs) Chic podcast. So we have to have her come on every once in a while and whip us into shape. (laughs) And in case you don't know, Jennifer is the author of the famous Madame Chic books. So we will have links and show notes. You definitely need to, to check out her her fine books, mm-hmm. dare I say, life-changing mm-hmm. when we're done, if you haven't yet. so mm-hmm. I actually have my 10-year-old reading them right now because oh, really? sometimes children accept things from somebody else, maybe a mm. little bit more open-handedly than they would from their parents. I feel that. <laughs> so I very so gently true. like sort of placed them near her room and she's like a cat, <laughs> like she can't she couldn't resist. It's like, what is this? Is this, what is this new? Is this new? Is this sparkly? I think I, I think I need yeah. this. So she quickly coveted <laughs> them and took them into her room. And that's awesome. That's, oh, that is great. Person. I find that, you know, I have one that's 13 and one that's 11. And I find that introducing them to these ideas right now. And even I started a few years ago, it's very effective. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. And they, right. They take it. I've been try. I have always intentionally tried to expose them to things that are classy or that are, um, you know, even a culture of manners and etiquette that we don't 
maybe necessarily employ ourselves, but just to show them, like, look, there is an elevated, there's something elevated out there. You don't know about it very much yet, but here it is. Like, I, with monitoring and queuing up when needed, but Mm -hmm. they watched Downton Abbey, for example, and they were just completely taken by it. They loved Mm -hmm. it. They, they loved the formality. They loved the manners. They, they loved the irony of, you know, the, the wealthy behaving more poorly than the staff in many cases, Mm -hmm. you know, like that part of it. But it really like set a, a tone for them and let them know that there's maybe another way of living mm-hmm. and I can mm-hmm. adopt little bits and pieces like like the three of us do. We pull from things that we've learned, books, movies, you know, um, Jennifer's situation living in France, and we mm-hmm. in- adopt that into our own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's so important to expose our children to it. And I think uh, I was... I think there are different personalities and some people are naturally going to be drawn to that more than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, as a child, I watched um, American classic movies with my mom and my sister. That was like a channel that was on cable and it was all the old movies. Uh-huh. And so I watched all the old movies, all the Hitchcock movies, all those things when I was younger. And that just, I don't know, it just tuned my mind mm-hmm. for loving that kind of glamour and uh, beauty. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I love that. Well, we kind of, you talk a lot in your Madame Chic series about clothing and sort of this process of changing your dress while you lived in France, or at least being, becoming aware of how, how you dress not only affects your own attitude, but also the attitude and sort of the, uh, impression of that people get from being around you. You had a Mm -hmm. very particular reaction to Madame Chic and the way that she dressed and the way that she presented herself every day. A lot of who we're talking to on this podcast are young moms Mm -hmm. or, or moms our age. I've realized we're, I'm kind of middle-aged now. Which oh, is yeah. goodness I'm sake, Shay, give it too. a rest. I think you're younger than me too. <laughs> well, I just, in my mind, like at church, I'm like, we're still like the cool, hip, young couple. And then I look around, I'm like, but we're not. Not like, for long. <laughs> we're not anymore. Oh my gosh. Um, that's a hard, that's like a, that day is awkward. Wait, it's just kind of weird. I'm mm. not the young person anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not the young person anymore, which is fine. I like I've said I would not go back there. But we're talking to to, you know, moms who are in their childbearing years which to me are like the hardest years to dress well <laughs> because yes. your body's like constantly going all over the place mm-hmm. and then you've got boobs and then you've got no boobs and then you've got <laughs> huge boobs and then you've got like a belly and I mean you're just right. all over the place. But regardless of where people are at in their life, we've got people who have to get up every day and get dressed. Mm -hmm. So we want to talk about that. We want to talk about the homemaker at home. And really, I I really want to dive into your capsule wardrobe and how you sort of make sure that you have the pieces so that when you get up every day, you you have something to wear. Right. Right. Uh, I love this topic. Obviously, this is like my topic that I love so much. But um, I, okay, so I do something called the 10-item capsule wardrobe. 
And uh, I discovered that while I was living in Paris. And I mean, I coined the phrase and nobody, no French woman came to me and said, we have 10 items of clothing. (laughs) That's not how it worked. But what, what I did over a while, because I like to observe people, is I noticed that they were wearing the same things all the time. And it wasn't like in America where people are ashamed to do that and, uh, you know, constantly feel the need to switch their clothes up all the time. So Madame Chic wore the same thing all the time. Uh, Madame Bohemienne, another mother that I observed, same thing every t- all the time. She threw dinner parties, which is frequently where the same thing she wore at the last dinner party. There was no self-consciousness about it. But the one thing is that they looked great. They mm-hmm. expressed their style and they weren't they weren't trying to, you know, be like, I always equate this to, uh, the sex in the city wardrobe changes. Not that I'm recommending that show, but I'm just saying they had all these wardrobe changes. It's like in American films, you, um, you never see the character in the same thing twice. Right. Even if it's trying to be a realistic film, unless the director's trying to portray that they're hard on their luck or something bad has happened to them. Right. (laughs) So it's our American culture where we feel like we need all of these, these, um, outfits in order to look good. So I noticed that. And then I noticed that, you know, basically they wear a capsule wardrobe over there. They don't have, they don't have the closet space, first of all, right. To have so many clothes. So they have to do it. And, um, I realized the wisdom in that. So I did a little experiment when I came back to America and I said, you know, I'm going to try this for myself. For me, that was a very radical back then. I mean, this is like in the mid two thousands, uh, you know, to, I can't remember what year, 2006 or something like that. And because I, I went back to America and I just went back into my old ways, had a huge closet full of clothes, just went shopping all the time, no rhyme or reason, could never figure out what to wear. So, so many problems. And then I remembered Madame Chic. And then that's when I was starting to write my book. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do this because I want to accurately convey what the process is. And so now having done this for so long, I can report to you so many different things. Like (laughs) it is incredible. It helps you look presentable every day, every year, even as we, you know, plummet towards middle age, we actually start to look better. (laughs) We can look better now than we did back then because we're confident in ourselves. We know our style. We have, we're just, we're over it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And that's the goal. That's that je ne sais quoi that everyone is trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it comes from strictly doing it and, and really doing it. So why don't you unpack a bit, let's say what your 10 item wardrobe looks like, because I'm assuming, I mean, I know the answer to this, but not all our listeners will. Right. That doesn't actually mean you only have 10 things. Right. Okay. That's a good question that I get a lot from people. So the premise of the 10 item wardrobe is that there are 10 core pieces for each season. Now I live in California and it's like one season here. So I tend to do 10 core items for spring and summer. It's like combined. So it's like 10 core items for spring, summer. Then when fall, winter comes around 10 core items, I might switch out a few things based on the season. Like in the fall, I like to wear, you know, those like beautiful brown striped uh, maxi skirt. And I don't really want to wear that at Christmas time. So I'll switch that out for something else. But that's how I personally do it. I know women who do 10 core items per season. 
then you, you fluff it all up with the extras. The extras are things like accessories, coats, uh, jewelry, shoes, t-shirts, sweaters, those things that make your items work together. Mm-hmm. So the, the people say, why, uh, for example, is a t-shirt not a core item? Because the premise behind the, the, 10 item wardrobe is for you to dress up a little and elevate yourself and look presentable. Always. We're trying to get out of our yoga pants and, um, workout top every day, or, or even just wearing jeans and a t-shirt every day. We're trying to elevate it a little bit. And that's, that helps you to look presentable always. So when you open up your closet, you might see a few dresses, a few blouses, a pair of jeans, a pair of slacks, a skirt, and, and literally anything you pick is going to make you look great. If you've mm-hmm. thought it out and you curated it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think that also takes. Do you have um? Oh, sorry. Ange. Suggestions on the curating part because I think like if I was visiting with um, did I lose you guys there? Yeah, you got frozen. Sorry, I was kind of talking okay. over you. Can you? You did too. Everybody just froze. Sorry. Yeah, you finish. You <laughs> no, finish go ahead. You were saying no. Go ahead. No, I'm. I'm curious as how to hear Jennifer um talk about the curation part of it. Because I think, you know, I love fashion. I love clothing. I could dress people all day long. Like that would be my dream job. And I, nothing would be so fun as to take someone in their mid or late 20s who's just like kind of floundering and doesn't have her style yet and just tuck her up under my wing and say, let's do this. Let's help you train your eye and know what to pick out and understand your body type. So how do you go about the curating part of, of creating this? Well, I always tell people that uh, the longer you do it and the more seriously you do it, you veer more towards your true style if you're having trouble figuring out what that is. And that could be very well. You might have, uh, you know, just, again, been in that phase where you've worn exercise clothes every day for a year and you're like, what, what do I even like to wear anymore, you know? So um, what I recommend to women is that at the end of each season, when you're putting your clothes away, because I do recommend you take them out, like at the end of summer, Take out all of your summer clothes and store them away. Don't have them hanging up, up with your fall clothes. Um, but when you do that to assess your wardrobe for the season and say, okay, what worked and what didn't, what did I wear that I just, you know what? I didn't really like it. I felt uncomfortable in it or I didn't feel that great in it, but maybe you kept it because it was expensive or something like that. So, um, you learn more from the mistakes and the failures than you actually do the triumphs because you you know what you don't want to wear. And then think about what you love to wear. And often this is so funny, but, and I do this too, with a 10 item wardrobe, you're going to find pieces in your wardrobe that you actually wear even more. I mean, you could even go down to a six item wardrobe, some people, and you, Ask yourself why, like I have this one jumpsuit. It's not the one I'm wearing, by the way, I'm, this is, this is a nod. This is a denim jumpsuit that I'm wearing ladies. It's a take on the denim jumper. <laughs> I was waiting for you to call it. Very, no, it's very classy. I like it. Maybe we need to change our tagline. No, no, no. I was like, this is the, the chic version. <laughs> I wore my red, my bright lipstick for you and that, but, um, yeah. Anyway, there's this, there's this, it's called by outer known. And it, and I know I, some people on Instagram tell me I look like a garage mechanic in it. And again, that's like where you go, <laughs> where you, you go to, um, you go to the place where you, you don't care because I love this jumpsuit and I'm wearing it all the time. I'm like, what do I love about it? Mm-hmm. I just feel so 
hip and fresh and chic and I love it and comfortable. So mm-hmm. that really is what helps you curate your wardrobe because over time you're going to say, you know what? I love that. I love this style. And I'm going to put more like that in it. And imagine getting to a place where you only have a, a small amount of clothing, but you love everything and you will wear it every day. I mean, it's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> Jennifer, um, I follow your YouTube channel and I know you're celebrating um, some fabulous weight loss this last year. Yes. You look fabulous. Oh, thank you. I would love to hear your thoughts because I know how women are. Mm-hmm. They are so hard on themselves mm. and they put them, they get it into their minds that they are undeserving of fashion. Mm if they don't look a certain way mm-hmm. and they deny themselves the enjoyment of good clothing because they've got it in their mind that they're going to lose the weight or they're mm-hmm. in the process of losing the weight. Mm-hmm. And um, I know a lot of people just stay in the yoga pants and t-shirt mm-hmm. because they feel unworthy of, of good clothing mm-hmm. or even mediocre clothing. They just feel like this is their, their lot in life. And they, I think it's, they get sort of arrested in that space and then they stay in that space for so long because most of us don't have the figure that we want, you know, and they stay in that space so long. Then they, I think, in, can start to believe, well, yoga pants and a T-shirt is my style. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. my style. What would what would your thoughts be to someone who's maybe denied themselves exploring um, hmm. cultivating a wardrobe because they're not happy with how they look? That's a really good question. And I get that question a lot too, from women who say, I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to lose X amount of pounds, but so what do I do now? And so my answer to everybody is that, uh, we should all dress our best every day, no matter what size you are. Now, if you have, because we, just to go back to that, we, what we wear and how we present ourselves is our visual calling card to the world. And people make impressions about you within the first few seconds of meeting you. And also, uh, not only that, but our children, you're constantly making an impression on them. And they will, we talked about this, I think the last time mm-hmm. I was on the podcast. So what are they going to remember when they look back? And, and it's like, start now, start today. You know, so I do recommend that no matter where you are, what size you are, that you dress beautifully for your body size. Now, the capsule wardrobe comes into play here in a great way because uh, you don't be ashamed of wearing the same thing all the time. And I say to women, uh, let's say uh, a lot of people say, I just had a baby and I don't know what's going to happen with my weight. And, and I say, you know, do, do the 10 item wardrobe and, and maybe even go less. When I was in my maternity, I was doing like eight nine. I just wore the same things all the time. Mm -hmm. But if you even uh, have something like a black Jersey dress that can be taken in or had a belt on it or something like that, you could wear that all the time and style it differently and still look beautiful and presentable. It doesn't have to be black, it could be whatever you want, a dress, something that you could um, feel really pretty in. So even just having a small handful of clothes um, that you can wear on a, on a daily basis. And, and don't, don't tell yourself that you don't deserve that. That's not true. Every woman deserves to express herself through her style and to look and feel good. Mm-hmm. And I can relate to this because I, like you said, you know, I, I've, I have four children over the past 10 years. My weight has gone up and down and up and down and then it stayed up. And so then, and then I lost the weight. So it's like, I've been through all of that. 
the great news is when you lose the weight, it is fun to go shopping for new clothes and you can have that as a goal. But, but don't, don't put that off for yourself right now. That's what I would say to them. Today's episode of Homemaker Chic Podcast is brought to you by the Elliott Homestead Cooking Community. If you are feeling uninspired in the kitchen, you don't know what to make, you don't like what's coming out, I invite you to visit cook.theelliothomestead.com. This is where I send you five new whole food recipes every month, either in the mail or digitally. You get to get in on our community. We do a Q&A call and I walk you through an hour long cooking instructional video every month so that you can learn how to utilize these ingredients in your kitchen. The whole point of the community is to help you feel confident and excited about getting in there and cooking food for people that you love. So visit cook.theelliothomestead.com choose which membership level fits your family best. And we will see you there. Don't you feel when you're talking about this, my, my immediate thought was all the women that I remember saying, particularly on my last trip to Italy. And I think I was just in, more in tune to it. I was at that maturity in my life to, to notice such things, mm-hmm. but there were so many women of so many different sizes and they mm-hmm. all looked ace. Mm. And I, I never remember thinking, oh, she needs to lose weight. (laughs) That was never even close. I just remember thinking, oh my word, she looks great. Mm -hmm. And on our laundry episode that we did a couple months ago, I mean, I swear it's because they just ironed their clothes and in ironing your clothes, (laughs) you're paying attention to them, right? So you're, oh, there's a stain there. Oh, that's missing a button. Oh, that looks shabby. And frankly, they're the types of clothes and they're the types of materials that make sense to iron. But they have a way of sort of just really accepting and learning to work with what they have, where you're at. And that I feel like we've tried to Mm. very heavily encourage our listeners to just do what you can with what you have, where you are. Mm -hmm. That's going Mm -hmm. to change so often in your life. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure like looking back 10 years ago, you probably bought different brands or types or qualities of clothing than you buy now, you know, just because life changes, our financial situation changes, our tastes change. So I'm thinking it's actually quite an encouragement if you're telling women, hey, go buy between, you know, probably around six items, let's say maybe Mm -hmm. a couple times a year to like really hone it in. I feel like that's actually really good news financially because- You can buy such a higher quality of a product when you're thinking, I only need a new sweater, a new skirt, and maybe a nice new leather belt, you know, or something of the sort. Yeah. And I think um, the thing is, is that as you do it over time, and if you buy quality pieces, you won't even need to buy that much. Um, Right. You might sometimes I'll only buy one or two things. And, but when you have like a major weight loss shift or you're going through a maternity phase, you will have to purchase a few more things. Another idea for ladies who want to wear high quality clothes, but don't want to spend a lot, but want to look good right now is to thrift or go to, you know, consignment stores and you can buy beautiful, beautiful things, um, that you can look good in right now. Now I I would post, sorry. Oh, I get probably more than half of probably half of my clothing. At consignment stores. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love, I love it. And, um, mm-hmm. and it's just a perfect resource. You don't have to buy brand new. And, um, I would post the, I, I would, I would probably say that most people already have beautiful clothes in their wardrobe that they just don't wear. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's where it comes in where, because we, we have this thing, I think, especially in America where we just, we cannot get dressed up for no reason. We can't, it's gotten so casual that you feel very strange and self-conscious if you do. So I bet a lot of women already have like a beautiful sundress that mm-hmm. they don't even need to go buy one, wear it, mm-hmm. wear it, <laughs> just wear it, force yourself. You're going to feel really uncomfortable. Your husband's going to ask you where you're going. Your kids are going to tell you you look beautiful. You're going to feel so strange, but just wear it. Push through that uncomfortable barrier. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to, I tell you what, at the other end of it, you're going to, after doing this for many years, feel uncomfortable, not dressed up. Mm-hmm. You could, you know, I was joking the other day that I was, I was going to shoot like a little comedy type sketch type thing and like go to the grocery store and like sweatpants or put, I, I literally cannot. <laughs> I'm going to have to use a green screen. I can't because it's so uncomfortable for me, right? Like I can't. So mm-hmm. get to that place. And, and we, this whole community of women, we we're all together, even though we might not mm-hmm. see each other in person, there are more people like you mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's encouraging, I think to other people, you know, if you can get over that, like how to respond to the, why are you so dressed up uh, yeah. question mm-hmm. and not be snarky like me and think, why are you so dressed down? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can ever response. say that, <laughs> but you know, it, it does. I think it, it encourages other people and yeah, I think it's just good. It's good Listen, thing. if the only insult that people can bring against you is that you're too dressed up, like it. that's yeah, yeah. That's Angela good. and I got uh, quite, quite the nasty letter and it was because oh. we laughed too much. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I, I feel like I'm kind of okay with this criticism. Not sorry. <laughs> If I'm laughing and I'm dressed up, like, I feel like I'm doing okay. <laughs> you laughed. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's not the only thing people say to me, but, you know. Oh, girl. That's the one. <laughs> we'll talk about that off say. air. We'll talk about that off air. <laughs> I'm afraid to laugh now. You know, there's that. Have you read David Leibowitz? He's got a, is it The Sweet Life in Paris. The Sweet Life he's in Paris. Funny. It's so spot on, Jennifer. I know you'll resonate with this, but he's got a funny page or two about taking the garbage out. Oh, okay. Sitting around in his sweatpants in his apartment uh, mm-hmm. and needing to take the garbage out and having to take off his sweatpants, put his trousers and his shirt on <laughs> so he, he can walk downstairs and take his garbage out mm-hmm. lest anyone in Paris see him in okay. his sweatpants. And I would pose he shouldn't even be in those sweatpants. Get rid of him. Well, <laughs> okay. I have to ask this question. Um, Stuart, my husband, he loves dressing nice. And I, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate that about him. He always puts the effort in. We're going to dinner. We're going mm-hmm. to church. I mean, he's, he looks good. He doesn't like shopping. He actually hates it. Do mm-hmm. you do the 10 item wardrobe for your husband? Like how, how do you do that? Because it can feel a little mismatched. I know for some women when they're putting this right. effort in and they put yeah. their makeup on and they do their hair mm-hmm. and they've got their sexy perfume and they're feeling good and their husband's in cargo <laughs> shorts, cargo shorts and, and flip flops. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying that we need to, to, you know, hyper control everything. I'm not right. saying that. <laughs> But I'm just saying, you know, if somebody like Stuart, he would probably really appreciate if I was just like, hey, here's a few new pieces for spring, you Mm, know, but I I haven't quite gotten to that level, I guess, of maturity in this yet. How do you how do you do that? Well, it's funny because if I have a 10 item wardrobe, Ben has like a three item wardrobe. He doesn't 
he wears, <laughs> he, he just doesn't, he dresses well. He doesn't care about clothes and, and he, he takes care of his own clothes. He just wears Ralph Lauren polo shirts. So mm-hmm. he'll just order another Ralph Lauren polo shirt for the season. Mm-hmm. He'll just get one or two, you know, new things. And then he does like jeans, but, um, no, I don't order his clothes. Although sometimes on, uh, like father's day or, or a birthday, I might get him like a really nice, jumper or sweater or something like that. But no, he, um, he has a very small wardrobe, but I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know any man who likes to shop thinking Mm -hmm. of all the men in my life. I don't, none of them like to shop. Um, but you know, I think that that's a, I think that's a good thing, Mm -hmm. but B, if you're a man listening to this, or you're a woman who has a husband who wants to up his style, see the trouble is most men just don't even care or think about it but it, let's say he does but don't you think they would if i mean if your man yeah. like puts on a nice shirt and a suit oh, yeah. jacket and a spray mm-hmm. of cologne and you're like hey hey mm-hmm. hey <laughs> like, <laughs> i feel like they maybe would more often yeah. just like oh, a yeah. woman when when right. people say wow you look really nice or oh you mm-hmm. smell great or well you, you know. think <laughs> you would hope <laughs> But I, I don't know. I can't speak for for what's going on in other people's homes. But you know, I think it, it. I think if you are, I'm trying to think. Put myself in a position. If you're a woman and you want your husband to dress a little nicer, maybe start with sending him like you know, get him Father's Day's coming up, so get him a few uh, mm. polo shirts are perfect for that type of thing because it's like you look clean and presentable, and you know, Ben likes to wear the pop collar, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like that maybe get him one, one or two of those, mm-hmm. you know, maybe declutter a little bit and get rid of some of the old, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a bit evil, but you know, you can't get rid of his clothes without asking him, but just, uh, <laughs> put the Madame Chic Whoops. book on his bed. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> Can you do like a Madame Chic for Ben book? I know, there you right? go. Well, Monsieur Chic was a very interesting man. So he, See? you know, there's a story in the book about how, um, he was a very formal, very gentlemanly older man, mm. uh, very just, I love this family. But one time my cousin and I were staying with them. My cousin came to visit me and we, uh, we said he was sitting down and he was, um, like reading a book or watching TV. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what he was doing. He was relaxing, relaxing in the, it was like Saturday in the, in the living room. And we said goodbye to him. We left. And then I remembered I forgot something and I came back. And he, so he picture this. It's like a Saturday. He's wearing a button down shirt, like khaki trousers, socks and shoes. They wear their shoes in the house, socks and shoes, like nice dress shoes and a belt and everything. We walk back in and I felt bad. I hate doing this to people. Like I don't ever want to surprise someone when they don't think I'm coming, you know, but he, this was the extent he had propped his feet up on an ottoman and untucked his shirt. And, and he was like, oh my gosh. And he like, <laughs> because that for me, because he was embarrassed that he was at such a relaxed state. I'm like, this is nothing. Come to America. Oh my word. People don't even have shirts on, mm. you know, when they're watching. <laughs> I actually remember reading that story in the books. And yeah. then it was for a few weeks. It was actually hard for me to be around other people. Because I remember that watching like their posture my furniture and it was just like well, okay well all right i was in this beautiful headspace and of oh, madame chic and like oh this gosh, level of just you know awareness around other people yeah. and mm-hmm. then to exist in a culture that's so far away from that it it kind of made me angry so me yeah. i gotta find a good happy middle ground 
between those two ditches. Well, I think a good tip for people, and, and I know that you two both thrive in this area, is with how you decorate your home and how your home is presented. Because one of the things, again, that I write about in the book is that when you are in a beautiful surroundings, when, mm-hmm. when your home is, the furnishings are beautiful and elevated, you don't want to slop around in some horrible stained, ripped, baggy mm-hmm. old sweatpants, right? You want, it's like when you walk into Claridge's or the Ritz or whatever, you, you're immediately self-conscious about what you look like and what you're wearing. You want mm-hmm. to look good. You want to look presentable. And we should have a bit of that at home. I mean, they were so formal that I don't even think normal French people are like that. I had mm-hmm. a very extreme family, which is why mm-hmm. the books resonate with people because it's so different. But, um, but their, mm-hmm. their home was beautiful. I mean, it was just decorated. You both would have absolutely loved it. And, um, you felt like you needed to dress up in that living room. So. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it makes me want to go clean my house, frankly. Okay. So I, oh no, she's, (laughs) no, it's great. Um, I'm in the process of painting my dining room now, which painting, I hate doing it. I have bad shoulders, so it, Mm. it really hurts. But I do it because it's so gratifying. It's like bad, good. <laughs> it's like washing dishes. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you watch the YouTube channel, Justine LeConte? I have seen her videos. Okay. Yes. I love a lot of her stuff. And she mm-hmm. did one a few months ago that resonated so deeply with me because mm-hmm. I am like a lot of our listeners. I am a busy working mom. And Mm -hmm. I want to dress nice. I want to look nice. I want to smell good. I want my house to be clean, but I'm just like clawing on for dear life. Just like most of us. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she said something to me that I think is really in line with what you're talking about. And it's been very helpful. So she explored this idea of your uniform. Mm -hmm. And once you sort of land on what your style is, what you feel good in, what you like, giving yourself permission to just make that your uniform and not really put more thought into it than is needed. So I will run myself ragged. I'll go through these spells of just like, I hate everything and now I have to get all new (laughs) stuff. And then the shopping exhausts me. And then I just build carts and never check out. It's very vicious cycle. (laughs) I know somebody else is like that out there listening. So instead After watching this video, I decided, okay, what are my uniforms going to be for the coming season? Like, let's Mm. just take this spring. What's the uniform going to be? I feel really good in a button up, um, untucked, but ironed and pressed shirt, like a Mm -hmm. nice linen button up collared shirt, a nice dark denim jean and some flats or some loafers. And so I was like, this is now one of your uniforms. This is Mm. your, this is how you are going to go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I love is a tight tank top or a tight long sleeve shirt with like a high waisted skirt, loose skirt, mm. just a, a flowy thing again with the flats or the loafers, something that I could do dishes in. I could go to a nice luncheon in, you know, it's super versatile again with the accessories. Okay. So this was uniform number two and then uniform number three became a sundress. Just throw on a sundress like I have on today, put on a cardigan or take it off if you're out in the garden. So I was like, these are your three. This is is your homemaker uniform. So every day I get up and I all I have to think is like, what uniform today? Oh, it's a little cold. Okay, then we'll go with the jeans and the button up. Mm -hmm. But what 
shocks me about this is when you have your uniform, you actually only have to have like seven things clean, seven things clean for the week. Mm -hmm. Like that, that so simplifies the entire thing. Mm -hmm. So how do you, how do you think you kind of, what's a, what's your uniform? And then B, how do you, how do you get people over that mindset of like, Hey, I wore Basically, like I wear this pink shirt on Mondays and I wear this jumper on Tuesdays. And how do you get them over that? Well, I love the concept of the uniform. And and that fits beautifully if you want to do a capsule wardrobe. Because then if you're like, what do I put in my capsule wardrobe? Well, just put your uniforms. And the idea of having three is perfect. So I would say my three uniforms are uh, a dress. You know, I I love dresses. Dresses are an all in one. Mm -hmm. So, and I have different styles. They vary. Like I have a shirt dress this season, a silky sundress, you know, but the dress for me is one. Uh, Jumpsuits. I'm completely in love with jumpsuits. I just, I can't go back. I love them so much. That's my second one. And then my third one is a casual look, which is a Breton stripe tee, jeans, loafers or sandals. And I always tell women, I think every person, every woman, look, every woman looks beautiful in a Breton striped tee. Everyone looks chic. I don't care what size you are. Everybody does. And so, um, and it's such a classic look and mm-hmm. it can be, you know, you've seen it on from Kurt Cobain to Kate Middleton or Duchess of Cambridge. You see all different styles of this. It could go grungy. It could go, uh, mm-hmm. elevated and chic and, so, uh, that's, that's one thing that I, I always have a Breton striped tee in my, and th- that would be an extra cause it's a t-shirt, but I wear it with a nice clean pair of jeans and I look good. So it's like, if I, if I have a day where I'm not feeling good, I put that on and I, I know I look good mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's just, it just looks good on everybody. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's how I build my, uh, my wardrobe too. So I have, I have these things that I know I love to wear. And again, you aren't going to really know this until you try test drive them. And at the end of the season and, and force yourself to wear them, because if you're coming from a place of, of being really casual and wearing yoga pants every day, every single thing you put on that is not yoga pants is going to make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So you have to push through that. You have to literally force yourself. So for this season, for spring and maybe for summer, force yourself to get dressed every day and push through that uncomfortable barrier. And then, then at that point, once you push through that, you get to that, I don't care, mm-hmm. that je ne sais quoi, I don't care space. You get, you get a little closer toward that. And then once you're really toward that, you don't care if you're wearing the same thing all the time, mm-hmm. because if you look good, who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who cares? And like you said, nobody is looking at you and thinking, she's, I can't believe she's wearing that again. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't believe she's, they're not talking about you behind your, and you know what, if yeah. they are, all three of us have people who talk about us behind our back incessantly all day long. Do we care? Sometimes. Sometimes, but is, is it going to ruin your life where you're not going to get dressed up because of it? No, certainly not. Right. So we mm. can't let those things bother us. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Angela, what is your uniform? Uh, I, I imagine it's pretty similar to Shay's because I'm obsessed with the blouse. Mm. I, I love them. I buy them at the consignment shop like like a drug. (laughs) I have probably have like 15 of them. So, so much for a capsule wardrobe. (laughs) I love the structure. I have different sizes. Like this one's way too big on me. And so I wear it in the garden so I can just really move Mm. and I can mow the lawn in and I don't care what happens. Um, But I wear a dark 
a dark jean, a leather loafer. Um, and, and then I have the, I think I wore the, the Breton t-shirt on Monday on mm-hmm. Monday's episode. I love that. And then I'm a blazer girl too. So then if I need to go to town, then I'll throw the, the blazer over the blouse or the t-shirt and a scarf. And I'll, I am an accessory junkie. So mm-hmm. since, since I was a freshman in high school, I've used accessories to pull my outfits together. Mm-hmm. Like just take something really simple, a blouse and jeans, and then add in all the accessories and it just looks like a great outfit. Um, in the summer, I'll wear a sundress. And then in the winter, if I've got a couple favorite skirts and I wear a, di- a dark um, tights mm-hmm. and then a, a black loafer. So it's like a real monochromatic look on the lower half. Mm-hmm. But my, my signature move is definitely the blouse, the jeans, a trench coat, a scarf, leather loafer. You know, that's just... Mm-hmm. I can just go out in public and feel great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I feel like it's still hard for me to accept. Like, you have to understand, there was a phase of, of my life, probably four, six, eight years. I don't know, seven years, a long time, where I only wore Wranglers and cowboy boots and plaid shirts. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. I mean, it was very, very, very simple. I didn't own high heels until I met Angela and she was like, you're a grown ass woman. Get a pair of high heels. In fact, I didn't own, I didn't own any dresses. Like it was a completely different phase of life. Um, but when you wear Wranglers and plaid shirts and cowboy boots, like you actually really don't have to go shopping because all of those things, they last for decades. Yeah. (laughs) Like they don't wear out. And I think one of the trickiest parts for me about changing styles has been accepting that you actually have to replace things that Mm. it's a thing and you use it and you wear it. And I imagine with a capsule wardrobe, I mean, even with Mm -hmm. high quality stuff, you Mm -hmm. have to mend it, take care of Mm -hmm. it. Buttons are going to fall off. Zippers are going to break. Like, um, how do you, I guess, know kind of what to invest in and, Mm -hmm except when you have to, okay, I'm thinking about these shoes. I'm going to show you. Sorry for all everybody watching. Okay. These were actually, these are called Saba. Do you remember when I got these last year, Angela? And I told, Mm -hmm. well, apparently I walk on the inside of my foot. Like, look at this. I don't know what that's about. Slightly pronated. (laughs) But like the heels, I I wore off the heels Mm -hmm. and I'm like, these things are supposed to last for like years and years. Mm -hmm. But the reality is they last for years and years and years when people don't wear them. Every, every single day. day or on gravel on gravel you know, out in the garden these are my gardening shoes yeah and yeah. um so i'm like shay don't beat up like this is a nice shoe this is one of mm-hmm. the nicest shoes and so yeah. the reality is when when you think about how many times you wear pieces when they're in a capsule wardrobe or thinking i have one pair of loafers mm-hmm. i have one pair of tennis shoes mm-hmm. i have one pair of high heels like they're not going to last forever. Mm. Like one must accept this, but it's hard to accept it. Well, the wear and tear is heavier on in mm-hmm. the tenant and wardrobe for sure. And and I notice that if I have um, less pieces that are of a lesser quality, they don't ever last more than one season yeah. usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is something to know. And, and that's something to, I've done so many experiments with it too. Like uh, one year I just went really low 
Um, I was on a tight budget personally, and I went really low and I bought a bunch of really uh, low end pieces and with an experiment. And I'm glad I did that because I was able to see what happens when you do that and they don't last. And so it's like, if you want to put that money in, just know if you're going to be wearing these over and over, it's not going to last past the season. Mm -hmm. So uh, that might be incentive to save your money for something that's a higher quality piece that will last. Mm -hmm. So when you can do both, I do a mixture of both, you know, like the, my shoes that I'm wearing right now, these are only 20 bucks from Lulu's. Super Mm -hmm. cute. Mm -hmm. Very cute. Yeah. Those are cute. Uh huh. The, the, Jumpsuit is a bit pricier. And so it's like, I, I mix and match mm-hmm. high and low, you know, just where I can, but you will find wear and tear depending on the quality of the garment. But I'm a big fan of mending things too. I mm-hmm. take shoes to the cobbler all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think that's a good investment too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of shopping at TJ Maxx when I'm not mm-hmm. at the consignment shop and I've found kind of like we talk about shopping the perimeter of the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ Maxx is laid out where if you stay on the end caps, instead of getting into the rows with all the clothing, that's where your like Calvin Klein and Ralph Lauren and things are all on the ends. And you can get a really, really good, you know, garment structure wise, as far as holding up for often just cheaper than mm-hmm. running into target uh, to target for something mm-hmm. and it lasts but then the, when you move into the interior of the store things are cute but the quality goes mm-hmm. yeah. goes down yeah i mean i swear by tj maxx to get a, a leather loafer that was 75 for 24.99 mm-hmm. and be able to wear it for a year or two mm-hmm. it's fabulous yeah. and shoes are very important too um, Absolutely. Cause really they'll just important. ruin it. They, yeah. yeah. If, the sh- if the shoes are not good or if they're cheap looking, it just, it yeah. ruins the outfit. High quality shoes. Not only that, but you should just for your own posture, health back, right. wear good shoes. Um, yeah. even though my, I just showed you my $20 shoes, but these are very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if it feels like you're walking around on a piece of cardboard, that's really not that good for your it's body. It's one of those right. middle age things where you're like, how much arch support do these tennis <laughs> shoes have? <laughs> like the things you have to ask. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, so I funny. feel like I've um, failed in this department because I own, I don't know, probably four accessories. Like, and two of them are the rings I'm wearing. So I need to You're really the opposite of Angela. I need to up my right. game. I feel like a little bit. I've always been a little bit more simplistic, but I feel like there's a lot of space there because I have kind of honed in a bit on the style and um and that is a fun part that I haven't really even begun to explore. I've sort of gotten into the good shoe thing. I've got a few that really work that I really like, what I need. But um how would you sort of encourage people to find pieces that go with their capsule wardrobe and kind of even know where to begin? Like, I don't own a belt, which Angela thinks is just like barbaric. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't have belts either because I do have belts, but I don't ever wear them. I have one pair of jeans for my spring, summer, and I don't tend to wear a belt with it, but I don't know. I am probably wrong. I need to get a belt, Angela. But what, um, if you but, wear like a button up blouse over it, like I don't tuck my blouses yeah. in. I do sometimes, but rarely. Well, do you know what I have? It, okay. If you tuck them in, yes, belt. But if you don't, I have this belt that's like an elastic that you put and it hot. Cause you know, when your button, it kind of sticks out 
mm-hmm. and it looks I awkward. If it totally shirt, ruins the silhouette. It ruins I the silhouette. It ruins your shirt. That. So it's like get it on Amazon. It's this thing. I found mm-hmm. it through the blog because I'm always reviewing things. It's amazing. So okay. you put it. It's a little elastic and it presses it down so that it's flat. It's amazing. But so it's a belt. I got that. It's a belt. Yeah. But it, but you're not meant to see it. So it's meant to be worn. Like if you wear a t-shirt untucked, like a Breton stripe, you don't tuck it in. It'll flatten it. Rather than having that button, like it cocks out like this. And then your stomach has this like tink. Yeah. 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 That's why I usually tuck the front of my t-shirt in because I just hate. Yes. It's like, I don't have a giant belly button. I swear. (laughs) Right. But it it makes it look like that because it protrudes. So yeah, I mean, you can find it on Amazon if I don't know what it's called, but just. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. So interesting. uh, about the shoes, if you're going to invest in high quality shoes, go for neutral colors that you can wear with everything. So I have, um, I started investing in high quality high heels in my twenties and I have, um, just a handful of them, but I'll never have to buy shoes again. But I would go to Ferragamo when they had a sale once a year and mm-hmm. saved up my money and bought a pair of low heeled Ferragamo tan nubuck slides. Do I need anything else? Can you spell Ferragamo? I don't know what this word means. (laughs) Ferragamo. F-E-R-R-A-G-A-M-O. They've been around around for a long time. Like Audrey Hepburn's favorite brand. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe's favorite shoe was Ferragamo. Mm -hmm. Ferragamo. I have a a pair of Jimmy Choo's. Now listen, I save for all of these. And what? Mm -hmm. I have not bought any other high heels. It's like I put all the money into that one shoe. I'll never need to buy another shoe again. Mm -hmm. So I have uh, Stuart Weitzman camel high heels. Yeah, he's great too. Super high quality. Them, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got them on uh, Poshmark, mm-hmm. never worn oh, for nice. like an eighth of the price of mm-hmm. brand new. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Oh, Poshmark this is eBay. exciting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting. It's like a hunt when you find. Oh, yeah. And you get it in your size and get it in a neutral. It's not 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 going for the Christian Louboutin wild, like trendy with mm-hmm. the bows and the bells. No. Spend your money on something that will last forever. I mm-hmm. never need to buy high heels ever because mm-hmm. I, I've got them all and I'm solid. You know? mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the very first pieces that I bought when I was sort of accepting that this was going to be my style and confidently stepping into it is I bought an Anne Klein wool trench coat, black trench mm-hmm. coat. And it's long and it's beautiful and lush and lovely. And I just remember thinking like, this is the most expensive piece of clothing that's ever been made. Like, how could one person possibly spend, I think it was $200. Uh Um, I got it on sale at Nordstrom's. How could one person possibly spend $200 on a coat? But I've had that now for four or five years. And I've had Mm -hmm. to sew a button on. I have to get Mm it. I got it dry cleaned a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, it's not, it's just still in amazing condition. Yeah. You'll wear it for 15 more. Uh, yeah. I have coats yeah. that are 20, 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The place to invest is in those items. It's not mm-hmm. don't invest in T-shirts and things that, you know, yeah. are in the last bit. Trench coats, high heels, mm-hmm. handbags. Yep. These things can last a, a lifetime and uh, it's totally worth investing in them. And you do save money in the long run because you could buy um, a $50 trench coat every other year mm-hmm. for the rest of your life and, or even a $20 and you're going to end up spending more mm-hmm. this one classic and it will be in your wardrobe. So mm-hmm. I totally recommend doing that, but save up for it. Don't put it on the credit card. Make sure you can afford it, but yes. let's do right. that. Yes. Yes. Totally I just got a winter white Brooks brothers trench coat oh, nice. at the consignment shop a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. 
with the tags, the vent was still stitched. (laughs) (laughs) And then tell her, tell her what happened while you were filming. (laughs) And then, so then we were filming for YouTube and I was just going to do something campy and fun and have my daughter throw it to me off camera. (laughs) And I was wearing my wasn't wearing no. these lips. I was wearing other ones. <laughs> no, that come off. Sure enough, she just throws it <laughs> right at right my face. <laughs> Lipstick all. <laughs> oh, I would die. She's like, "I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry, mom." So I was laughing so hard. I I got the stain right. I just went and got the stain out with my. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it was so. Funny. I need y'all's help on something before we. Oh gosh, we went over. Whoops. Uh, we need to wrap this up, but I have a question. So we're. In the process, I think we talked about this last time, Jennifer, of planning out our master bedroom downstairs. Mm-hmm. So Stu had this idea, like, what if we take a chunk of this room and we turn it into a walk-in closet? And I was like, oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. I thought I'd be living out of this shiffer robe for the rest of my life. But now I'm like, maybe the shiffer robe's a good thing. Maybe mm. like, maybe it's not so bad to actually right. restrain the temptation yes. for more, 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 and not having to edit because there's space mm-hmm. to not edit. Right. Well, you don't need, if you do the capsule wardrobe, you don't need a, a walk-in closet. We, um, we have them in the house, but this is the first time we've ever had a walk-in closet. Well, actually in our old house, we did it was much smaller, mm-hmm. but, um, it's my closet is not filled with clothes. It's funny when we bought this house and we did the tour of it, um, the, the previous owners, there's two walk-in closets in our master bedroom, his and hers, like big ones. And they, each one was jammed with clothes. Like each one, his was jammed with clothes and hers was jammed with clothes. And I'm like, wow, like this is what, <laughs> this is what most people do. I mean, there must yeah. have been like 25 pairs of jeans, like 50 sweaters. There's oh so much. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, it's, I, I decorate my closet now, but mm-hmm. you don't need, you don't need the space. I don't need that space. Mm-hmm. Just that my core items take up like this much space. Yeah. And so. since I, since I came to this spring with this kind of limited idea, like we're talking about of just having your capsule and working with it and having your uniform. I just, I can get dressed in no time. Yeah. Like I've got my three blouses, my two dresses, my mm-hmm. skirts, and it's just so simple. So mm-hmm. maybe I need to re- you don't need it. think that a bit, um, yeah. maybe some nice, just sort of shelving thing for shoes or underwear mm-hmm. or whatnot, because right. that's a bit of a hot mess right now. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, as always, um, that went very, very quickly. That was fun. Um, yeah. yeah. And I love actually getting to talk to you on Thursday because I sort of work super hard Monday through like Thursday mm-hmm. afternoon. And then I'm just like, okay, and we're done here. And now I just get to be a homemaker and mm-hmm. I'm not going to be on social media and I'm not going to be editing nice. things. I'm just going to be me in my home. And so this is very encouraging for me to go about the rest of the day and Kind of invest in that space a little bit. The best. Jennifer, do you want to tell our audience where they can find you and stay in touch? Yes, you can find me at on my author website is jenniferlscott.com or you can find me on YouTube at The Daily Connoisseur. Fabulous. All right, ladies, make sure you join us over on Instagram. We're there at Homemaker Chic Podcast. Do give us a follow if you're on Instagram so that you know mm-hmm. when new episodes drop and you can see the trailers if you'd like to see some of the video form of the podcast. Join us tomorrow for Ultra Feminine Friday. So show us what feminine looks like for you. Use the hashtag Ultra Feminine Friday so that we can share it. Make sure you tag us so we can share it in our stories because we love getting to showcase women from all over. 
and what Ultra Feminine Friday looks like for them. And then of course, when you get your Dry Farm Wines order, use the hashtag what I'm sipping and tag us so that we can share that as well. Did I miss anything, Angela? I think you got it all. Okay. All right, guys. I think that sounds good. Have a great Thanks, weekend. Jennifer. We'll see you Monday. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.